person one loves person two guess what shenanigans ensue person one hates person two guess what still shenanigans ensue person one fake dates person two guess what you guessed it shenanigans ensue co-host one reports a co-host two the name of the show I'm Jasmine. And I'm Jane. And welcome to Shenanigans and Sue. A podcast where I'd introduce myself, but I have no idea who I am. <laughs> you just introduced yourself. <laughs> I know. Suspend your disbelief. <laughs> Amnesia is a theme in this movie. Anyway, each episode we'll watch a rom-com and discuss its merits as a member of the rom-com genre. We'll cover well-worn classics, hidden gems, and everything in between. We'll give you our unsolicited opinion on every trope, caper, and flim-flam the film used or maybe abused. And of course, the The shenanigans! We are really, really deep in Christmas season. Yes. So we decided we were going to look for something we can really dig our teeth into for the season. (laughs) And we ended up on... (laughs) Falling for Christmas! It's a Lindsay Lohan Christmas comeback. Don't call it a comeback. (laughs) Just kidding. I mean, let's be honest. We love Lindsay Lohan. I will give her as many comebacks as she wants. We only want what's best for her. Because she deserves the world. Yes. Listen, she was a child star. And we all know how that goes. Things got messy. So I'm not holding that against her. No, and no child should have that much money and that much autonomy. It cannot be good for your development. Absolutely not. So if she wants to have another comeback, she can have... Oh, whatever she wants. So, oh gosh, do we just want to like hit that plot synopsis? Yes, let's go for it before we go too far down the rabbit hole of Lindsay Lohan and her entire acting career. (laughs) Let's get stuck into that plot synopsis. All right. It's almost Christmas and hotel heiress Sierra has an accident while pretending to ski while her influencer boyfriend Tad takes pictures, and then proposes. Ooh. (laughs) Sierra is found by Jake, owner of North Star Lodge. When she's diagnosed with amnesia, Jake offers to take her in until her loved ones can find her. To thank him and his family for taking her in, she offers to help around the guest houses. Shenanigans ensue! Shenanigans ensue! (laughs) (laughs) Holy moly. Before we even get into the tropes, Wowie, wow, is this ever a classic rom-com? Uh, it's going straight into my book of classic rom-coms because I enjoyed this movie so much. I cannot believe how much I loved this movie. Everything about it was so great. Yes. You know, maybe rewind, not quite everything. We can be honest about like yeah. a lot of the writing is not fantastic. Not a lot to be desired. Yeah. And the editing... Did you feel, too, that the editing was really choppy? In some places, yeah. It didn't distract me as much as some of the writing, but in certain places I did feel like, whoa. But I was willing to overlook all of this (laughs) because I just thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Despite feeling a little disjointed when they would cut between story plots, they didn't handle that great. The transitions could have been smoother. Yeah, and at times... 
some of the worst writing ever. <laughs> That's all just to say that is somehow delivered expertly and beautifully by both Lindsay and Cord. So sincerely. How? This is a lesson to actors. In commitment. That you can make something out of a script no matter how bad it is. Because some of those lines. Yeah. Wow. I remember thinking to myself, mm-hmm. did you say that my guy but i'm looking at his face Uh, am i gonna cry (laughs) what's happening the expression is so sincere and the line is just delivered without any kind of pretension no sarcasm it was just wow as you're hearing the line you're like that is a cheesy line but the way it's delivered it doesn't feel that cheesy it doesn't There was a moment where he goes to walk away Mm -hmm. and they keep it as the over the shoulder in a tight shot and Lindsay Lohan stops Cord from walking off and he turns around and is like, huh, what? And I was, how, how, how is even your, you stop me from leaving seem so much more believable than anyone else? I I have no idea. In fairness, this actor was on Glee. And that doesn't... Glee does require <laughs> adding some sincerity <laughs> to some of the scripts. So <sighs> maybe he's well well acquainted with doing this. Yeah, but for me, that slapsticky, over-the-top, highly committed comedy, whereas mm-hmm. somehow he did this beautiful thing in this. I don't know. It was incredible. Bravo. 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 <laughs> we just talked a little bit about him, and I mean... I would be remiss in not bringing up Lindsay, but like, do we need to? She's incredible. Amazing. No matter what anyone thinks about her as a person or the movies that she stars in, she is a fantastic actor who commits to every character despite the silliness. She understands that genre. She does. And she towed that line so well between being Sierra at the beginning of the movie when she's being like a really horrible entitled over the top. And then when she has amnesia and is sort of playing between herself but she has amnesia, so she's kind of a different person. And that balance is really hard to crack. Yeah. Still having overtones of that entitled personality, but being different and finding a way to make that character likable without feeling as though you're doing a complete 180 on the character is a really difficult task. Right, because they could have written it, you know, honestly, this is probably a performance choice, but she could have performed it as if she's a different person now. Yeah. But she's not. She performs it genuinely as a person who kind of doesn't care about other people mm-hmm. and is maybe still a little self-absorbed and doesn't know how to do anything for herself, but trying to figure it out <laughs> in a fun way. Yes. And even the beginning of it, if someone gave me a character and they're like, this is basically Paris Hilton, have fun. The <laughs> ease with which one could overact the hell out of that. Yes. That's the ease easiest thing to be over the top for but she does it in a very good comedic grounded way yes i'm just so impressed so it makes it even more believable then that jake would fall in love with her mm-hmm. it's not this entitled person doing a 180 and then back there's growth there's growth in this movie which is really interesting to achieve it's beautiful i'm just beyond impressed with the way that this went down and the way that they're able to subvert some of the tropes yes was just a plus work in that way i feel like the writing room earned their money oh hundred percent 
It was a good update. So it feels like you're watching a really classic rom-com, but it's a rom-com that belongs in this particular decade. Yeah, and it has all of the fun, all of the joy, all of the cheesiness, oh, yes. but without any of that crunchy discomfort of towing over the lines of, you know, monogamy, towing over the line of misogyny and like all mm-hmm. these other weird little things that kind of can be squishy points. Yes. They really handled it. <laughs> Lovely. And this movie passes the Bechdel test, which is great. Love when that happens. Love a Bechdel test pass. Always fantastic. For those of you who are unfamiliar, the Bechdel test is when two named female characters have a back and forth or a couplet of dialogue that does not involve talking about a man. And it is kind of surprising how few movies pass this test. Yeah, you would think that it would be easier to do, especially with rom-coms that tend to heavily feature women as main characters. Yeah. But even a lot of rom-coms still miss the mark on that. Yeah, they do. It's not that hard to pass the test. Uh, yeah, let's hit those tropes. Yeah. So we have amnesia, fish out of water, putting an armor on someone to teach them something, (laughs) mistletoe, fake out kiss, the ill-suited partner, thinking no one will show up to an event, and then they do all at once, (laughs) and one that we are kind of coining a name for, the parent trap. The parent trap. It's like a Lindsay Lohan inception. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little nod. (laughs) I mean... Who doesn't love a good amnesia plot? Oh, goodness. What a classic this one is. Oh, my gosh. Give me every moment of amnesia. I love it. You're giving me telenovela. You're giving me corniness. I'm here for all of it. You're handing the jokes on a silver (laughs) platter. And boy, does this movie give some really fun jokes with the amnesia right at the top. They really, really do. One of my favorite things that they managed to do was the bacon bit. Yes. That was really well executed. At the very beginning, Lindsay Lohan's character is having a conversation with her father. So she orders a wedge salad, but no bacon, which first off, who orders a wedge without bacon? I'm already irritated. I love a wedge. You're literally eating raw iceberg with a little dressing and bacon. Like the point is the bacon. Anyway, so she orders her salad, but she says no bacon. I don't do bacon. And then after the amnesia happens, the first morning, Sierra wakes up. And Jake offers her bacon for breakfast. And she says, no, I don't do bacon. And the daughter says (laughs) something to the effect of, have you tried it? And she goes, I don't know. (laughs) And she's like, well, maybe you'll like it. And she goes and eats one bite of bacon. She's like, I like bacon. (laughs) They really build immediately on the beginning that this character is like so concerned with fitness and image. And so she just didn't want to eat bacon for the optics, I guess. <laughs> they did some really good callbacks. Yeah, so many good callbacks. With, with amnesia thing. Or not just with the amnesia thing, with the movie in general. Do we do just, we, we have to talk about the housekeeping montage. <laughs> yes. So that's kind of touching on the fish out of water trope as well. So uh, Yeah, it's amnesia and fish. Yes. So, <laughs> so being a, a rich heiress, Sierra's obviously never had to do anything for herself in her life and part of a way to say thank you to Jake and his mother-in-law and the daughter is she helps out with the housekeeping but 
She has no clue what she's doing, which leads us to a delightful montage. Yeah, it's actually really cute, too, because Jake is having a conversation with his mother-in-law about... It's his mother-in-law for his late wife, by the way. She's passed. Yes, that's a good clarification to make. Yeah. So he's having a conversation with her about the hotel not doing well. They can't even afford housekeepers before she walks up and asks if there's anything she can help with. Yes. (laughs) I think she also said something to the effect of the doctor said that amnesia might help if I start doing normal things. I wonder what she means by normal. Cue housekeeping montage. I mean, I've certainly had my fair share of trouble with a fitted sheet, (laughs) but I've never lain on a bed starfish trying to get a fitted sheet on a mattress. That's not helping. (laughs) That's not doing anything. She also has no idea how to do the laundry, which is a delight because she puts way too much soap. And then what happens? Bubbles. Bubbles. They set them up and they knock them down and they do it over and over and over again in the montages. And they're all predictable. We yes. all know what's going to happen every step of the way, but they're so satisfying. As soon as that detergent goes in, you know you're going to get that shot of overflowing with bubbles. But they somehow make these tropes and cliches feel fresh. And I think that a large part of it is because they built Lindsay Lohan's character so quickly from the beginning yeah they give you two minutes where you know this woman is incapable of caring for herself Mm -hmm. and so her not having a clue how anything works is done in a very lovely genuine way and so i don't feel weird or bored watching Mm. it play out it feels like it's appropriate to the character she's never done a load of laundry in her life exactly and i think that playing it up as a class issue so that we can joke about the one percent Makes it funnier too. It's mm-hmm. less like, oh, look at this guy who never did laundry for himself yeah. trying to use, the- yeah, which is usually how that goes. Exactly. They always make it like a bumbling idiot guy or something. Yeah. This is more fun. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> then we have the putting an arm around someone to teach them something. Mm-hmm. With this trope, sometimes it bugs me. I understand it. It's a really cute way to have a bit of physical intimacy without it being romantic but this just feels awkward you're putting your arms around her to help her hit the tennis racket or golf club or whatever it is yeah which is not actually helpful no it's not helpful at all it's restrictive and irritating and you can't do anything (laughs) (laughs) but they did this really well because sierra is trying to make scrambled eggs and the first time she does it it's in the montage and it's a disaster she takes like two eggs in each hand she slams them into the pan (laughs) they explode (laughs) shells and all are you kidding me it was fantastic I think the second one that you're talking about, though, is where she goes to flip the pancake. Oh, I think you're right. It is the pancake, not the eggs. No worries. And she goes to, like, flip the pancake and Jake comes and he sort of half puts her arm around her to guide her with the flip. I was like, this is helpful. It wasn't a full envelopment. It was more of a guiding hand yeah and I really liked how they adjusted this trope they adjusted so many of the tropes to make it better yes they managed to modernize so many tropes that actually segues perfect to the mistletoe so the thing about this movie is she has been proposed to at the very top we had a fun little meet cute but they don't remember it yeah and so currently Sierra is technically engaged despite her amnesia. Mm -hmm. I think 
amnesia is the best place to have people who are going to be in committed relationships kiss somebody else or (laughs) yes this is your one pass yeah you clearly don't remember so this is the one place where i think it makes the most sense and so her falling in love during the montage is logical completely she's having real feelings for jake this is where this movie passes all expectation is that they both go in for a beautiful kiss this was after i think the second montage where she figures out how to do all the chores so that was a second montage by the way there's two montages it's great there's three (laughs) (laughs) oh i don't forget a montage jasmine's the montage queen (laughs) I, i can't give me every montage so they go into kiss after working so well together at the hotel and it's beautiful right before they make contact jake pulls away and says wait how do we know that you're not involved with someone oh and he's not wrong but to have that much foresight be like we don't know your story until we know your story is just but it melted my heart it was It was so sweet. Yeah, in the one context where I would not have been mad if it happened. Yeah. And they still got it right. They really, really, really did. Oh, so sweet. So yeah, like when it comes to being, for lack of a better word, woke, this movie is incredible. They did a great job. And then we had a fun callback with the mistletoe as well, right at the end of the movie where, Mm -hmm. is it Sierra or Jake? I can't remember which one of them pulls out the mistletoe. I think that it was her. Then they have their first kiss at the end of the movie. And I'm not a huge fan of the mistletoe trope either it's i love the mistletoe trope i'm not a huge (laughs) fan of it because it's so overdone but this movie made me really like it i just love it it's so uncomfortable the idea (laughs) i think that's why i don't like it because it's so uncomfortable you don't like discomfort humor i don't i love it (laughs) the idea that you're under also like who's doing this in real life honestly i think about that (laughs) who's ever been like oh mistletoe we should kiss i know no one actually does it in real life and it's a dumb thing but for her to pull it out like she had it in her pocket or something i I don't know that was fine because that was funny (laughs) because it's a callback to the previous moment i love it so we've covered the fake out kiss kind of as well when speaking about the mistletoe i mean all of these tropes are so good i find it really interesting so like the build-up for this character Jake is a local business owner, his wife has passed, and he has a lovely relationship with his mother-in-law mm. and his daughter that he adores. He's built this beautiful life at this private tiny inn because it was in his wife's family for generations. He doesn't want to sell or leave, but mm. he's not making money and something has to give. So the character development was really well done in that way. Yes. And the relationships with all of the family members was really lovely in that way. And his daughter is so sweet. Like, listen, she's her own trope in my opinion like children in (laughs) movies that never do anything wrong are a trope right yeah they are it actually irritates me and they're so mature they behave like little adults oh i mean my family has lots of those but (laughs) no i mean the wisdom but they act out they're still children that does irritate me a little bit the fact that the daughter was too good all the time just be a kid have a bit of a tantrum (laughs) have a breakdown something Oh, and, 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 I mean, maybe it is a trope. Magical Santa. Oh my goodness. I really could have done without the magical Santa. It was fine. I allow it because it's Christmas. Yeah. We didn't need the magical Santa. What was the point? 
point, really. We didn't need it. My guess is that the magical Santa solely exists for a reason for somebody to gift them a sleigh. (laughs) (laughs) But it's also implied that he causes Sierra's fall from the top of the hill after A.V. Jake's daughter. We don't see it, but it's implied that she's wishing for a mother or at least a partner for Jake. And shortly after snow happens and Sierra falls. A storm comes out of nowhere. (laughs) I mean, he's Santa. He's not like Jesus. He can push someone down a mountain. (laughs) Santa works in mysterious ways. Goodness. I can't. Yeah, Santa, goodness gracious me. That was one thing that they could have cut. We didn't need it, but I loved it. Yeah, we didn't need it. Where were we? Oh, you were setting up Jake's character. Yeah, just the build up for the relationship is beautiful. He's clearly a good guy. He's too good of a guy. Yeah, this guy is not existing. This sets up how funny the ill-suited partner trope is. Yes. So Tad is a British influencer. Yep. The impression I got is that he may be low-ranking royalty. Oh, really? Well, because he wore all that stuff on his chest. He had that whole regalia at the end with ribbons on his chest, but like, ain't no way that guy fought in the military. (laughs) I thought it was just- You know what I mean? For fashion's sake. I thought that screamed to me low-level royalty. I was, quote, in the military, but like, didn't do anything. You know what I mean? Like, didn't see active service. (laughs) So like, that's what that looked like for me. (laughs) Maybe I'm just overthinking it. I don't know. I just thought it. I thought fashion because he was wearing some interesting looks throughout. Serving us looks. Maybe. Speaking of Tad's serving. Tad. Oh my god. So, like, Tad is serving us everything in this movie. He's serving us one liners. Everything. He's serving us attitude. He's serving us physical comedy. Serving us influencer jokes. He's serving us spy boy energy that then pays off at the end. I like love all of it. Because the whole time he was giving me David Rose vibes. Mm-hmm. And I'm so happy it paid off at the end as well. Yeah. I understand making the choice, yes. but then like have it pay off and it did. So great. I loved it. Every single moment he was on the screen was a delight. He's irritating and shallow at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then as the movie goes on, you're like, oh, this is a fully formed human who I was too quick to judge yeah. and who's not a bad guy. No. And I think that's really where we have to give kudos to the actor as well for playing him in a way that made what could really be a one-dimensional character so likable. Yeah. You come around on him. He was genuinely likable. Yeah, you feel for him. By the time he got back from his (laughs) slog through the snow. Wow, what an adventure he was on. By the time he gets back with Ralph, I loved him. (laughs) Ralph. I just wonder what was best for him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's not an easy thing to do either. When we say the performances in this movie were great. I'm not joking. We really mean it. It would be so easy to look at any one of these characters and just pick an attitude and play that one note throughout the entire movie. And you could get away with it. You could. And it would be possible-ish. But this was incredible. I think even if we just talk about literally the last movie we watched, Mm -hmm. how I felt that the leading actor, not the one she ends up with at the end, but the one that she is made to believe she's supposed to be with, Uh, I found him so distracting Mm -hmm. because you're too 
worried about your camera angles and the way that the mic is picking up your voice for me to believe that you're an actual person living life. Mm -hmm. So I felt like the opposite was true here. The cuts and the edits are working against them. The script is absolutely working against them. (laughs) And they managed to give me such believable, lovely, nuanced, and touching performances that I was just absolutely floored. The performances were really touching. All of them. Even Sierra's dad, which... He's barely in the movie, but even he has some character growth and variation in his performance. Oh, absolutely. A fun little bit that they gave to the dad is he knows something is wrong with his daughter because he goes into her room and her luggage is still in the closet. Yes. Sierra doesn't go anywhere without her luggage. Cue search. Yes. (laughs) She must be missing. (laughs) So good. And it was lovely. All the characters had happy endings and I felt like all the characters ended up in a different place from where we found them. Mm -hmm. And it was just really delightful to watch. It really was. Okay, so... Shenanigans. Shenanigans. Oh boy. So many. Right from the top, this movie is serving us excellent soundtrack. Yes. Here for it. I called this in my notes the fancy brat intro. (laughs) They kill this. Yeah. She, okay, why is her hair always perfect this entire movie? (laughs) Movie magic. She gets out of the shower with wet hair and she's like, do you have a blow dryer? They cut to her in the daughter's room the blow dryer literally it goes it's one of the weakest blow dryers ever puts it on the side and her hair is perfectly beached waves no beach waves don't happen because of a blow dryer unless you had the correct comb for that and product you had to have the right setting or or you needed to blow dry your hair first and then curling iron it i don't understand i was dying her hair is always perfect and it doesn't make sense movie magic movie magic (laughs) so she's always perfect she sleeps with beach waves that she doesn't ruffle (laughs) she's woken with perfect hair and she's got her perfect little sleep mask that's not gonna skew and she gets up and they're setting her up. She's got an entourage of people tending to her first thing in the morning, doing her nails. She's talking on the phone with Tad. You're getting introduced to Tad, who's in a limo driving up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody offers her some champagne in the morning. <laughs> first thing, hilarious. She doesn't have a free hand. So she goes and makes a gesture kind of halfway between no and yes, please. But like, <laughs> I don't have a hand. And so they go to take it away. And she, without missing a beat on the conversation with Tad, scolds the person with her gestures and insists on them feeding her the champagne. So she opens her mouth and is fed. This opening sequence is just <laughs> is doing the most. And it's fantastic. I was obsessed with that. I was like, I want to be fed champagne. <laughs> then this leads to a nice callback to that scene when she wakes up in jake's lodge for the first time still on a sleep mask yeah somehow they found a sleep mask for her yeah they build it up at the very beginning and so her subconscious brain despite the amnesia reaches without looking to grab the automatic curtain opener and instead has grabbed the remote and so the tv turns on and and then we have netflix sound playing (laughs) and then what 
starts auto-playing the ad for a castle for Christmas, what we just did two episodes ago. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Beautiful. Chef's kiss. Mwah. If you have to do product integration, this is the way to do it. No shame. I loved it. And then I wrote all caps, yes, queen, because of her red outfit. Yes. Oh, I love that red outfit. It was stunning. The Valignaghi. Yes, which was a made-up brand. But I felt like it was real. I was like, I need a Valignaghi. I also thought it was real. I looked it up because I was like, maybe it's some brand that I've just never heard of. I don't know that much about fashion. (laughs) I looked it up. Doesn't exist. This opening sequence segues really nicely into the shenanigans of Sierra walking around the hotel trying to find Tad. And Tad is saying he's standing next to some banner, which is pairs really nicely with the jumper that he has on or whatever. Like (laughs) right off the bat, we understand who these characters are. And these shenanigans of them trying to find each other segues really nicely into Sierra and Jake having their meet cute. The meet cute that they never talk about again. Yes. Yeah, and they don't remember. They never address it. So she's looking and she's not paying attention where she's walking. She's trying to find Tad. And then she walks full force right into poor Jake, who's just been given a hot chocolate that was previously empty in the other scene, <laughs> the cup that they passed to him, which I hated. That irritated me so much as well. I was just like, yeah. put some water in there. The dad passes him a clearly empty cup. Put some water. The top pops off. Did you see that? Yes. It was he's so empty, he grabs it and the top popped off. <laughs> and they kept that. That was the take they went with. The editing. <laughs> Okay, and so he's walking around with his now-filled cup, magically filled (laughs) with hot chocolate, and he gets a bunch of whipped cream on Sierra's Valignaghi. Valignaghi! My Valignaghi! (laughs) Yeah, and that's when Tad, of course, finally finds her. Yes. Just in time for Tad to run up and scream at security, this local yokel just body slammed my girlfriend, (laughs) which Tad... <laughs> what is even that line? I don't know. It's so funny. I love a rhyme though, so I wrote it down. I can't. I feel as we're going on through the shenanigans, it's just one scene of shenanigans segueing into another set of shenanigans mm-hmm. because this whole movie is a shenanigan, honestly, because this segues into this delightful scene between Ciara, her dad, and what's his name? Tad. Which is relevant because Sierra's dad keeps calling Todd Ted. Ted, Todd. Ted, Todd to me. Yeah. Sierra's dad is going away somewhere and Sierra says, don't worry, daddy. I'll be in good hands. I'll be with Todd. And then she immediately has an accident. Yep. Like in the next scene. On the way to that next (laughs) scene in her accident, I love the like radio situation that then plays directly into a callback later. They get into the car and she's singing a Christmas song and Tad is just really cruel about her being off key and unnecessarily mean and she's like hey why don't you have any Christmas spirit I'm just having fun and she's singing lovely by the way like her singing is fine yeah we all know Lindsay Lohan can sing and then (laughs) there's a back and forth that ends with him just changing it entirely and so she can't sing the song anymore Mm. which is just mean as someone who likes to sing a lot unnecessarily yeah I know what it's like to feel silenced. And then they do a little callback later at the town tree lighting ceremony when she has the amnesia and she's with Jake. Everyone in town is singing the Christmas song together for the carol and she's not singing. 
Jake says, why aren't you singing? And she says, essentially, I can't sing. And then he said, who told you you can't sing? And they start singing the Christmas carols together. And it's really sweet. So cute. Then we have what I'm calling snowmobile shenanigans. It's so good. Which led to a great line. (laughs) So Tad wants to take some influencer pictures. And Sierra asks Tag, not Tag, Tad. (laughs) (laughs) You see, I'm doing it as well. And Tad tries to get the snowmobile to start and he's like, snowmobile, turn on, snowmobile, begin. And it's like, it's not voice activated, honey. She's a spoiled brat. And even she's like, that's not, no. (laughs) (laughs) I love the proposal up Mm. on the mountain. He takes some pictures and then sets her up to, you know, get the proposal. She gets her ring and the ring is too big, which is not the end of the world. But making the ring too big and then when she's falling off the mountain, he goes to grab her. (laughs) And if he had just gotten the right size... His hand wouldn't have slipped. I just dead. Also, like he has the ring in his hand because she slipped away. Yeah. And he falls down the mountain the opposite way because the snow drift falls in and he doesn't drop the ring. Impressive. Impressive. <laughs> also, the fact that neither of them died in this fall because. Oh, they both should have died. <laughs> that was a drop. We see her definitely hit a bunch of trees yeah and then hit the one at the end really hard with her head yeah and the fact that he just casually is sliding down the mountain like he's sledding like it's (laughs) not are you kidding it's very funny but that then leads us to jake finds sierra and she gets medical attention and she gets to stay in his lodge and fall in love and then we have tad who goes on an adventure his Oh. Tad gets Ralph. <laughs> Tad gets Ralph. We love Ralph. <laughs> Tad walks up to an ice fishing hut and there's a kind of grizzled man. He's got a big old Santa beard of his own. But rougher around the edges. Yeah. Tad goes in, throws the door open, scares the living daylights out of this man. Uh. He's frostbitten. He's got like icicles forming on his eyebrows and he's just like, I found you. Thank goodness. I'm so happy to see you. And he goes and throws his arms around the grizzled old man who has literally thrown his entire tackle box into Tad's face and Tad has literal hooks in his face now (laughs) i'm dead i'm dying and then ralph's car couldn't start or whatever so they had to go by foot classic and they left a note and the sheriff goes and checks and finds it actually later and he like calls into dispatch yeah we're looking for two on foot through the crossing Mm -hmm. and it's like who is it oh you know ralph's been poaching again But Ralph has a friend this time. Yeah. Poaching Ralph and his new bestie, Tad, who's going to help him start his survival blog. Yes. And they built this up so perfect because Sierra is missing and she expects her family or friends to look for her but really it's just tad and dad yeah so (laughs) so dad is away doing work things business business something and then tad has a two-day trek back to town with the mountain man he's found the survivalist (laughs) ralph they literally set it up so that she has two to three days of uninterrupted falling in love time with jake because they get to the car Mm -hmm. and tad is like oh no how are we gonna get back and ralph is like oh it's like a two-day trek by foot (laughs) by foot yeah we better get going they literally set it up like well we'll see you in two days bye (laughs) (laughs) bye and they additionally set it up because sierra tells her entourage 
that she doesn't want to be disturbed while she's having time with Tad. Yep. And so no one is looking for her. And they're not going to mess with literally the heir apparent to the entire hotel throne. (laughs) You know? They bolted into the plot that no one's going to be looking for her. And yeah, and so then we get all of the beautiful, fun shenanigans of being in the hotel, which includes three montages. (laughs) So what's the third one? I'm forgetting what the third one is. Oh, So we got the housekeeping montage. We got the I'm better at housekeeping montage. Yes. At the very end, we get the everything we literally just watched about their romance replaying montage. montage. (laughs) I'm dead. We all just watched this. They even showed her at the party, which was literally two minutes ago as part (laughs) of the montage. Two minutes ago in runtime. I think I forgot about this montage because I was like, why is this montage here? We don't need it. And I must have blocked it from my memory. You don't need any montages most of the time i mean mean, some of them it's a good way to truncate information quickly yeah but keep them all (laughs) i was dying by the time i got to that montage i was cackling like a fool i was like screaming because they like including in this end montage scenes from previous montages so it's like a montage inception including something that was a minute before (laughs) it's like we've just seen that in another montage (laughs) who did this and how can we be friends this is so dumb and i'm so delighted and it was soft focus again we had another unnecessary soft focus montage a la a castle for christmas you have to soft focus soft focus (laughs) unnecessary You have to soft focus things that already happened so that everyone knows it's the past. Like slightly faded around the edges as well. So funny. How did I forget about this montage? I don't know. By the time we got to that, I was like three montages. Two of them. They were just housekeeping montages. Dead. Oh my God. I forgot another montage. Which other one? There's four montages. I forgot this one. It was really short. The party planning montage. Oh, I forgot about that one. They're going through town, passing out flyers, putting up decorations, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Four montages, y'all. Is this the movie with the most montages we've done so far? I think, I think so. it's the most montages ever in a movie ever. <laughs> My last shenanigan is Jake running to confess his love to Sierra before she and Tad are supposed to go away for New Year's or something like that. Jake like runs up to the car and the windows are tinted and he's like pouring his heart out to the car and the window rolls down and it reveals Tad with one of the assistants. And he says, that's very flattering, but I have other plans. Yes. Pan over to the assistant. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And that's where we get that payoff. So fun. So yeah, I guess I had just a couple other little things that I was dying with. Oh my gosh, that tree lighting ceremony. What? This town town. did the most. What? That candy cane switch? Yeah. And the mayor is like getting ready to do the thing. He calls someone up to light it. And so this little girl runs up to the stage to grab the elaborate candy cane switch. Which is as big as the goal. She like, chunk (laughs) cranks it down and the tree lights up. Bitch. Could have just plugged it in. (laughs) No, Jasmine. Just suck it enough. You have the extension cord for the power and the tree is is wrapped and then you you plug it in. (laughs) 
<laughs> who built an elaborate switchboard for this tiny you need town? A massive candy cane switch the size of a small child that needs to be pushed down for the lights to go on. That's what you it's need. It's like not even the size of a small child. That's the size <laughs> of an average middle child. She's like 10. <laughs> Where is this town? In the middle of nowhere. What does their budget look like that you can have this massive tree lighting ceremony? This town cannot be in that good of a financial situation mm-hmm. because that is clearly a like skiing, yeah. snowboarding resort town, which means half the year they have no income coming in. What? What is everyone doing? <laughs> what is the economic plan of this town, Jane? I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Know. <laughs> The, the spirit of Christmas, Jasmine, the magic of Oh, Christmas. right, that's right. It's because Santa lives there, so the town's solvent. Everything is possible. Santa's there. So that's fine. Dead. Do I have anything else? Oh, the last shenanigan. Literally setting up this party to save the hotel. Oh, yeah. The party's technically started. No one's there yet. They don't know if anyone's going to come. It's Christmas Eve. Everyone's busy. And then the first person walks in, like the sheriff or something, and they're like, oh, sorry about that. You know, there's only one road up to the hotel or whatever and so the snowplow's been stuck and then <laughs> open the floodgates the whole town has arrived all at once because the snowplow got out the way and like now everyone's at the party ready to go i'm dead even that little bit of detail <laughs> helped give a little something to a trope that's like why is it here plenty of movies just have everyone show up for no reason yeah. but they like added in oh the snowplow was in yes. the way which is great it's great and it took like what 10 seconds to do no time at all just a bit of context Woo! so many things so many wow but we're finally at Fun Fab Fail. Yes. You know, I want to save Fab for like the absolute best things. And so I wanted to try to use them sparingly, be very choosy. <laughs> Discerning. Yeah. Very conservative <laughs> with my fabs. <laughs> but I can't help myself. This movie is a fab. This movie is fabulous i am so obsessed with this movie i know that upon searching for some stuff jane you said you found really mean reviews about the movie yeah i did and i don't know i disagree with the reviews i think this movie's fabulous you were telling me that people said that it was too cliched yeah I find that fascinating because that's what the genre is. The point of something being a cliche is the comfort that you find. Yeah. That it's not going to surprise you in a weird way. You're just going to be delighted. Yes. That it's warm and enveloping because you know what's going to happen. And so I don't, you know, come off it. Like, if you're not having fun watching this movie. You can watch then something else. I don't else. ever want to be in the same room as you. I'm. You seem to me like someone who's no fun at parties. This is just a fun movie. <laughs> I'm a little more <laughs> diplomatic than you. You're like, get out of this room. I don't want to be in the same room with you. I'm just like, nah. if you're not enjoying this movie, go watch another movie. <laughs> you're like, get out of my face. <laughs> I mean, well, then why are you reviewing a rom-com? Because it's clear that you don't even <laughs> like this genre. So get out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's interesting to me because if I don't enjoy a book or a movie or a podcast, I simply pick up something else to read or listen to or watch. Yeah. I don't know. Silly, silly. It has everything that I want delivered in the corniest way possible. Mm. I wanted to cry. Alejandra is incredible. Oh, Alejandra. The acting is incredible. 
yeah, there's bits and pieces that leave things to be desired, yes. like the editing choices, dialogue choices. Yeah. But overall, this was a delight to watch. I think maybe some of it is coming from, you know, this movie is not winning any awards, right? Oh, absolutely not. It's not going to be up for a Golden Globe or a Oscar, but... As a movie for its genre, for what it is, for what it's trying to achieve, I think it knocks it out of the park. You know what is going to happen. You can call all the plot points, but the delight in watching it is getting there. Yeah. It is bubbling over with Christmas spirit and the music Mm -hmm. and the set and the costumes and the whole atmosphere. The tropes, as we discussed, they modernize them. So fun. Yes. It's wonderful. It's so, so good. A thing for me is I'm one of these weird people that if I'm watching something by myself, I know when something's funny, but I rarely actually laugh out loud. Same. I laugh out loud if I'm watching with other people. I don't know what it is about the shared experience that goes for watching plays versus watching movies by myself. That goes for a lot of things. This movie had me cackling. I was laughing so loud Me too. over and over <laughs> and over again. And granted, part of that was just me laughing every time a montage started because they make me giddy but there was also plenty of things that were funny that were montages <laughs> yes and once we finished watching this movie i said to jasmine i cannot wait to watch this movie again in december i'm so excited that's one of the first things i said too yeah. i cannot wait to watch this again in a couple of weeks when i have the christmas tree up and I don't like watching movies over again. I don't. Especially not so soon. If you love rom-coms and if you love holiday movies, I cannot recommend this movie more. So depending on which hemisphere you are in, grab your cocoa or your G&T, put on your swimming costume or your fluffy jumper and like settle in. And yeah, maybe a fluffy pillow. <laughs> a fluffy pillow. <laughs> Get your fluffiest pillow and settle in. This movie for us gets an absolute fab. Capital fab. Capital F fab. Oh, I was going capital all the way. Oh. <laughs> capital F, A, and B, baby. <laughs> in all caps fab. So that brings us to our favorite moment yes give me the cheese please give me the cheese please i'm so excited i'm giddy okay are we (laughs) okay 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 okay. one two three burrata perfect toasted cheese i don't think i know what a toasted cheese toaster cheese is oh toasted cheese it's a grilled cheese oh oh Okay, I love a grilled cheese. Yes, here we call it like a toasty. Toasties. Yes. Wait, I think you went first last time. I have no idea. Every time, guys. Um, I think I went first last time. Okay, so I'm going to go first. So I chose burrata. Part of me wanted to find a more exciting cheese, mm-hmm. but one of the classic cheesiest cheeses is your mozzarella. Mm-hmm. It's on a pizza. It's on a salad. It's melted in things. People put it on sandwiches. Mozzarella is everywhere. It is not trying to be something other than a perfect representation of just classic soft cheese. But it's not the most exciting cheese. Mm-hmm. So while mozzarella by itself can fall really flat, burrata <laughs> is literally the creme de la creme of mozz. 
And I say literally because the inside of a burrata is thinly pulled mozzarella that's been soaked in heavy cream. It's just more mozz in your mozz. It's a cheese within a cheese. It is the cheesy cheese cheese. It's a cheesy cheese cheese. It's the cheesiest of the cheese with the cheese inside. It is only a rom-com. You could never mistake it. It is not for everyone. Yeah. But it is the perfect rom-com for me. I was laughing hysterically. It was over the top cheesy. And it was that creme de la creme that I'm looking for when I want to watch something like this. And so that's why this one is getting a burrata. And cutting into burrata is so satisfying as well. The intro is like cutting into burrata. You're getting like (laughs) magical snow-capped mountains and like a really soft little intro. And then you cut and pow, it's a party. And now we're getting this fun song and the getting ready montage. (laughs) That was great. I chose a cheese toasty, aka a grilled cheese but like the perfect cheese toasty, mm. you know? So I'm talking some sourdough bread that's mm. perfectly toasted. I'm talking a three cheese toasty with you cut it and you pull it and you have that pull yeah. and it's so satisfying. Oh, yeah. And you know, they, they do these TikToks where they take that big knife and they do this ASMR and the scrape on the top of the... Cool. The sandwich before they cut into it. The perfectly golden brown, no burnt bits in sight. Sometimes you just feel like a classic cheese toasty. And sometimes you need that comfort food. Mm -hmm. You need that satisfaction of something simple and amazing. And this is what I feel about this movie. Oh, absolutely. There's nothing particularly surprising in the storytelling, but it is just... So satisfying to watch. It's just good. It's really good. Similarly to a cheese toasty, there's a lot of ways that this could easily go wrong. The same way that a lot could have gone wrong in this movie. And so I just think this was done so well. The same way that perfect cheese toasty grilled cheese is done. Beautiful. Beautiful. I love that. I feel like you were telling me and I went on a journey. I like closed my eyes and I was like, we're doing ASMR now. Um, thank you all for coming. I was like, ooh, ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Toasted. Mm. I'm so excited about that. It's that scrape sound for me, you know, like the... I can hear it. My brain did the sound. I love that. Yeah, me too. I'll, I'll see if I can find one and post it in stories. Perfect. <laughs> there you have it, everybody. That was our discussion of Falling for Christmas. Let us know your thoughts on the movie. Any shenanigans we have missed out on or what kind of cheese you think it is. Or like message us so we can talk about Lindsay Lohan's Don't Call It a Comeback. Comeback. I love it. I'm so here for it. (laughs) Get in touch with us. (laughs) You can follow us on Instagram at shenanigansensuepod. Or you can email us at shenaniganssuepod at gmail.com. And this is our last episode for 2022. Oh, wow. We did it, baby. Yeah, we did it. So if you are traveling over the holidays, please be safe out there. Yeah. Have a wonderful time with loved ones. Enjoy the festive season and we will see you in the new year. I hope you have beautiful lights to look at. Be cozy. Be happy. Yeah. Delicious food. We'll be doing one more Christmas movie despite it being past Christmas. (laughs) But I know that you'll forgive us because there's so many. We couldn't resist. There's so many to choose from. We had to do one more. (laughs) 
We hope you'll join us for that Christmas movie. And until then, in, in the, the coffee, coffee shop, shop of, of life, life, you are a venti. Bye. Heck yeah. I loved it so much. I had to like rein myself in so I wouldn't keep blasting myself. When I get too excited, I just like sit far away from the mic. I like have to go far, far away and like, yeah. Ah. yeah. I was pulling myself back. <laughs> <laughs> ah, scream and move at the same time. <laughs>